Married to who? Podcast, podcast, Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry. This week, we're here to talk about Revolution of the Daleks, written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Lee Haven Jones, aired January 1st, 2021. We've reached the present. But time is just a big blah. <laughs> It's not really a straight line. It's kind of wibbly wobbly. The old wibbly wobbly ball. Hey Cody. Hey Jake. What you think of this one, man? It was a it was a good episode. There it was good. It was great. It was good, great. It was So it's like a mixture of good and great, but the G is from good and the rate is from great, so it's great. Sam. It was a fun ending and it was like heartfelt and it was good and it's over and i it's i have all the feelings <laughs> jill it was very good good story good resolve kind of mostly good resolve and so many good one-liners just endless amounts of one-liners which i love terry I enjoyed it a lot. It had a great balance of uh, danger and suspense mixed with humor and a lot of feelings happening throughout. Um, yeah, it, it was it was really good. Alex? It's still good, Jake. It's, it's the second parter we all wanted, and it only took a year to have it. Or however long. <laughs> yeah, it was... they. So they shot this. What he's referring to is they shot this with the Series 12 episodes as part of, like, that production block. And we even saw, like, pictures of them recording on that... Or filming on that bridge with Daleks. Like, in... Like, 18 months before this came out. Because they were saying, like, oh, they're... They, they even said, like, that's for the... The holiday special. And everyone's like, oh, awesome. So we're going to start with the holiday special. And they're like, no, 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 no. The next year's holiday special. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Because this season ended like the first week of March. And then we had to wait nine months for an episode they already had. <laughs> no, ten months. They say it repeatedly in the story. It's been ten months. Okay, stuff, go. Uh, why is the capitalist piece of shit got to be American? <laughs> you know why <laughs> it's not all americans are capitalist piece of shit look at me i'm just a piece of shit <laughs> um i'm also pretty capitalist i suppose but that dude man, okay i'll be the first one to say it fucking jack harkness man i yep. i remember people were like he's a mean dude or did something bad but 
God, I fucking love every time his character shows up. He's just a riot. <laughs> and every time he calls Graham a silver fox, makes me happy. The certain last appearance of Captain Jack. Oh. Oh. Is he canceled? Did he get canceled? He's probably canceled. Just by the BBC. Like, he still has all his other stuff going on. He's still, like, uh, got a bunch of Comic-Cons coming up and... I don't know. BBC just walked away from him. Oh, baller. I am really glad to see Jody Whittaker Doctor with some Daleks. Like that yeah. that's kinda that's the real sip of fresh water here. The tall glass of water. She's because a Dalek. Such a fucking classic she where when did she have Daleks? Last season. This is a direct sequel to the previous episode where she had a Dalek. It was called Revelation or Resolution. <laughs> oh, no, I still don't remember it, but <laughs> this episode started with a recap of what happened in that yeah, episode. Like the melting of the Dalek was from that episode. We are getting to the point of so many episodes that I cannot remember <laughs> all the episodes. Like when we were like five seasons in, you would say a name of an episode. I was like, yeah, I can tell you everything about that. Now I'm like, mm, no idea. Uh, it is confusing. The art is tough because like this is a s sequel to the previous New Year's Day special, but that New Year's Day special was two years prior to this one. So they have to start with that recap because... Like those, the episodes are so far apart. There was a New Year's Day in between where they had an episode, but that was just the premiere of the next season. It wasn't a holiday special and it didn't have the Daleks or anything. Yeah, Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the, um, the jail that the doctor was in, uh, and just seeing all of the, um, past villains in there of like the, angel and then the pating and silence like it was just it was so fun seeing them all there's an ood and was that a sycorax next to the ood i couldn't really i didn't get a good look i could not identify a sycorax what the fuck is a sycorax now uh david tennant's first episode the christmas invasion they're like the rock people that he sword fought on top of their ship and they cut oh, his hand off okay yeah those guys and that, I'm getting to the point where I can't keep track of all the monsters. <laughs> like, what that is was, that? That was a long time ago. That was the 14th episode. That one is Maybe particularly 13th. long long time ago. Gotta Google Sycorax. <laughs> Did anybody not see the Ugh. Dalek taking over the dude coming from a, five billion miles away? Because that's just what they do every single one of these episodes where they're outside of the tank. They just find a human, they take him over, and then they make the human dude Dalek shit. Like, it's never been different. That's Chibnall's thing. Like, he, his spin on the Daleks, so, like, he, this is only his second Dalek episode in his era, so he created that, like, ability of theirs, and then so when he's bringing them back for his next episode, he's gonna bring that back, because it's, A, it was cool, and... I think it was uh, as much to do with the quality of the actor who is doing it as anything else, as we could see by this one, maybe not being as cool. But, uh, you know, it's his thing. You keep bringing back your things, like the pating. Uh, uh, the pating. That, that's that little tiny thing, right? 
Yeah, that eats yep. everything except hey. the prison, apparently. So let's talk about the prison a little bit. Doctor's been there for at least 19 years. Which is crazy. She's basically given up. Okay, so she comes back and the family's like, you've been gone 10 months. She's like, oh, dang it. Like, they know that she can't completely <laughs> control where she goes. And she was in prison for 19 years. Like, Yeah, they really give her a hard time for... Come on! But did she ever tell them that she was in prison? Because nope. I don't think ask? they knew. <laughs> nope. they, don't, they don't give like, a shit. They only they care just, about themselves. Yeah, they directly jumped on her. I did not like that part. I was a little angry at that. So she she lands and says, I was in space prison. And then Captain Jack's like, oh, and I broke her out. And everyone's like, all right, great. Fuck you <laughs> for taking so long. And then, but <laughs> she never. It was a year. Right. She never says how long it was. She could have been there a million years. Or a hundred billion. <laughs> Jackie got over Rose being gone for a year faster than these guys got over at the doctor like, being in jail. <laughs> yes, I was literally thinking of that in comparison. <laughs> I did like the <laughs> when Jack said, oh, and Rose, yeah, she got dropped off in another dimension and stuck there. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> there is a little too much like, let's call back to everything about Captain Jack because... None of the kids watching were alive the last time he was in an episode. Oh, no. So it's like... There was nothing too much about it. It was perfect. <laughs> but when he's like, oh, I'm from the Beauchamp Peninsula. Oh, I could die. Or I die, but I always come back. And just like having like all these callbacks to older stuff. When he actually like got away from that and has that conversation with Yaz outside of the uh, the Osaka factory... That was great when he actually just gets to like be a character and talk to Yaz. But when he's just hamming it up and being like, oh, there was this girl, Rose, and blah, 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 and let's all make out. It was just really lame. There was a line where the doctor was like, you've had work done. And he goes, you should talk. Is that like tongue in cheek? Did he have something done? Well, I, I don't know. Probably. I think I it's mean, just that he looks good and he's super old, just like the doctor. And his hair is very obviously dyed and they have pancake <laughs> makeup on his face. The only Jack line that I hated was when he's using the vortex and getting out and says, I'm immortal. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was the only one that sucked because we all knew it by that point. Captain Even if Jack Harkness and I'm immortal. Cool, right. man. That was <laughs> the worst. I, I want Graham to be like, hey, we're not. Can we fucking get going, dude? <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was the only, like, unnecessary line. Like, I thought it was set up, the whole episode was set up really well for maybe somebody who's never really seen Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Or if and they the, jumped yeah. into the Jody um, era or whatever else. On the yeah. last was episode ever. It. <laughs> well, if they jumped in at Jody, like, it's fun to have that Jack Harkness backstory since he was so yeah, important and, and you in need this it, story. Because there are so many people that really will have no idea who that is. Yeah, but that line was totally unnecessary. I did like that Yaz kind of did a jab back at him, though. I was like, are you feeling insecure? Because it seems like you need a lot of praise. <laughs> one thing about that scene, my one note, that is a great line, and they put that in the trailer for this episode, um, is, hey, Lee Haven Jones, John Barrowman's in his 50s, maybe not so many angles from the ground up at his face. Like, give him some high camera angles, dude. Help right. a brother out. <laughs> One one last complaint about Captain Jack. 
Um, why did he have to use that weird bubble escape thing when he had a vortex manipulator shoved up his ass and apparently it can teleport into the TARDIS? I thought that they took the vortex manipulator so they used the bubble to get to the room that it was in. It was in his ass. Jack can only fit <laughs> okay. one thing in his ass at a time. Excuse me. He can't use the vortex manipulator to get the doctor out. He can't get into her cells. Probably some proprietary protections in there. <laughs> so he's got to shove that little orb thing up his ass and eventually, after 19 years, get to the doctor. Yes. So the vortex manipulator was in his room. But then once they get to it, they just teleport out using it. Like, why Why did it take that much? Like, he could just come in and be like, oh, man, it took me 19 years to find you. <laughs> and then here we go. Because Jack Harkness has a method. Jokes. Yeah. Jake, and, all yeah. the butt jokes. Was him doing crime, like, stealing that ship that we was saw earlier? <laughs> was that uh, Was that part of his crime spree, or was he just doing something else at that time? What do you guys I'm sure he. I'm sure it would be too hard for him to find something. I love the line of, like, I may have done a little bit too much. <laughs> Butt stuff. Butt oh. stuff. It, we didn't really talk about the prison. I went on a tangent about something else. Sorry. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I directly ask a question and the response is to bring up a different topic. We kind of started with it. So we could go back to the prison now. I thought you'd get a big kick out of the doctor reading Harry Potter to herself from memory. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, I might have missed that line. <laughs> well, she, she's laying in her cell and it's bedtime. So she's like, how about a bedtime story, doctor? She goes, oh, yes, please, doctor. How about a classic? Oh, yes. <laughs> and then she like rolls over and just starts like reads the first two lines of the first Harry Potter book. Like Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of number four Privet Drive. No, I totally was probably listening to Je uh, Pod Baby One scream at that point while we were watching it. <laughs> I, I missed a little bit because he uh, had a rough night. But like every good boy, he shut up when that Dalek showed up. Oh, he was so excited. Just kept saying I and like squinting his <laughs> eye. <laughs> Mama, daddy. He does, uh, for the listeners, Pod Baby One does have a Dalek plushie that he refuses to play with. <laughs> He's terrified of it. It's spooky. He now, like, he yells Dalek and points at the TV when they're on the TV. It's great. <laughs> nice. It's so We're gonna cute. Add that to his 50 words he needs to know. <laughs> uh, He's probably at 250 now. Stay tuned for our spinoff podcast. We watch all these episodes again with Pod Baby when he's eight, nine. We got some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mr. Big and some government lady kill a man and steal the Dalek shell from the first Dalek story and then make a bunch of drones and sell them to the government. And then the government shakes them down. This is this is really just a story about how the government gets in the way of honest capitalism. <laughs> I actually really <laughs> like the plot. I think it's a good idea um, for a story. Uh, just that whole setup of just a, you know, smart businessman being like, oh, shit, I'm going to do all this devious stuff to get these like government defense contracts and using Daleks to do it. Can't. Can't confirm. 
10 out of 10 doesn't actually make daleks makes so, shells in fact they call the shells daleks a yeah, lot when they're it, not the shell is a dalek or the monster is a dalek because when the one guy was like what are those things then the doctor was like they're what goes inside the dalek so are the yeah i i caught that too and did not like it yeah it's very confusing they're tanks it's a it's a tank for a dalek it's a dalek yeah because the monster should be the dalek and then the tank is the dalek tank well, I think the I think the Dalek is the is the fusion between the fleshy bits and the machine, right? But they they were calling the machines Daleks. Yeah, because that's how the people knew of them. Like we no, built the people these didn't things. know of them at all. Every right, time, but, every time the but, doctor would call him Dalek, he would say, "Stop saying that." But what what Sam's referencing is the doctor is the one who said this, that the the Dalek organism is what goes inside the Dalek. Yeah, but that was all in reference to before she knew they were empty. And then since it was already talked to him about, like, why are you with the Daleks? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then since that was established, then it's just referenced for the human sake uh, as, like, this machine is a Dalek, but this is, like, its brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There is a Tom Baker Dalek story where... The entire time they refer to the Daleks as robots, and they are not robots, and it was very upsetting. <laughs> Jake and his upsetness of Doctor <laughs> Who. Like the whole crux of the story is that they're in a in a war with another race of robots, but because they're both robots, they're at a stalemate because their computer brains like can't find an advantage over one another because they don't have like chaos. And it's all bullshit because the Daleks aren't robots. Yeah, it's super confusing. Anyway. I did like the design of the new Daleks, though. Yeah. The color and everything was just really pretty. And the lights. Oh, man. They're so pretty. Mm-hmm. Too bad they only got one story. Right, well, and they all exploded. All those uh, tryhards crying about the new Dalek design got... Uh, Got what they wanted with them all being destroyed. <laughs> By the OGs. The line about the Daleks where um, they were like, it's ironic that for a... Someone help me out here. For someone who came from mutations to not like mutations. It was said much better. Uh, she said for a race uh, born out of mutation, they're very keen on purity purity yes that was so good i love that yeah just in case you're curious if the daleks were an uh analogy for nazis right i was like this yeah i was getting mad vibe pretty hard uh, fascism another tom baker dalek story genesis the daleks which i'll make you all watch one day where like the costume designers for all the people on the Dalek planet were like, okay, whatever we do, we have to make them not look like Nazis. And they come up with these designs, put them on the people. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. They look exactly like Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I find it kind of funny that, uh, Chibnall makes a brand new type of Dalek and then writes them getting murdered for impurity. It just yeah. seems kind of like it's got layers. It's kind of cool. It's like, check out my new Dalek. It's not a pure Dalek. It can rotate on three different 
lateral cuts. Two two different lateral cuts. Impure, kill it. And also, the, the first Dalek we ever saw did that in the episode Dalek. Really? It rotated the, like the bottom independent of the top? Yep. Oh. Are we going to talk about the jail? Sorry. Nah. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> We're over it. <laughs> I wanted to ask Jake and Alex, because I haven't listened to the brothers yet, and if listeners aren't going to listen to the brothers, what was your like initial... Because you waited a year for this. Fucking first of all, was loved it, it. Was it planned out to wait a year? Like, or yeah. was it like an afterthought? No, we knew for a while. Because they knew that because their their kind of whole plan from the jump was like a season every year and a half so they knew that the previous season was going to end in march and the next like march 2021 and that the next season wouldn't come out oh no it's not even that long oh sorry march 2020 and then the next season would start in the fall of 2021 so they they wanted a holiday special, so they made it part of that production block so that they didn't have to get everyone together and sign contracts and everything just for a, a one-off special that they shot like in the middle of the summer, like they did during the RTD era. Something I was right. talking with some friends on Twitter today about like what the show needs to like get back on track. And the one thing I posited was like a more steady release schedule. Like, the same number of episodes every year at the same time every year. None of this, like, uh, you know, just years without a season kind of bullshit. Like, it's so hard to establish a new audience when nobody knows when the show's going to come on. I can, I can see that. Especially a show like Doctor Who. Like, if yeah. you're doing a show like Killing Eve, sure, put a couple years in between the seasons. It's like a deep thing, not for, yeah. like, Killing Eve's network like a TV. Yeah, it's a prestige yeah award-winning yeah. show that is like designed to only be like three seasons doctor who is meant for like serials yeah and play it all day every day yeah okay now i want to hear your reactions when it came out after waiting a year instead of rapid firing like we're doing now I was juiced about Cap Jack, and Jake <laughs> mentioned he he hated all the things except that one scene with Yaz. But I I still like all of Jack. I will say the character he's playing as Jack seems different and slower. Like for some reason, I think like old Jack back in the Tenant years was faster on the on the draw. Like would like quip out lines way quicker. Whereas like this one, it was a little like slower and paced. But I don't know. Maybe that's just a product of being in the the circuit of Comic Cons and playing that character over and over again, just getting tired think, of it. No, I think that's a product of the dialogue of those episodes being written by Russell T. Davies instead of oh. Chris Chibnall. But the delivery is different. You think? No, oh, but I mean, right. different. Yeah, different dialogue makes you say them differently. I suppose. But I still loved it. It was it was great. Yeah, I mean, I was the same way the first time, too. It's just now, a second time, I'm, you know, less, like, super stoked about it. And there's just a lot of things in this episode that made me upset about, like, the past two seasons of Doctor Who. But it's like, like, once again, the fam didn't do fucking anything. Nothing would have been different if they just weren't there. Like, you could just have anyone... 
like send yeah. a YouTube video to the doctor. It, like that that's all they did was get a YouTube video and when the doctor showed up be like, "Oh, by the way, there's Daleks." I know we're all just sitting in the kitchen, but there's Daleks. I was really disappointed. I know I was giving you guys the time. Now I'm taking it. Um, I was disappointed that the dude that had the Dalek on his back, whose name I didn't bother learning, um, had no part previously. Like, that would have been so much more impactful if it was one of the fam or, like, even somebody we'd met before. And I, like, kept asking Alex. I'm like, do we know this guy? He's like, no. He's just, whatever. He's with the business dude, Jack, Well, they right? needed they needed a They needed a reason for the Dalek to have been made. So you need to give Mr. Big... A, a scientist. A smart scientist boy. Yeah. Right, and, so and like, I, I get that, but if it would have just been somebody from the fam, like, if that would have been Ryan or Graham, like, somehow got in there, it would have been so much more impactful. And yeah, they would have died, so I don't, like, mean that. They could have had a different ending. The last girl this happened to lived. They don't have to die. Well, and, and Ryan's dad it happened to, too. Yeah. 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 But on the good side... We kept the cast small because everyone kept dying. <laughs> I counted, <laughs> I think, 19 on-screen human deaths from Dalek rays. Fucking mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the CG department was, was killing it. It was... Oh, this whole episode looked great. Like, even, yeah. even when you just see that semi driving down the freeway, I was just like, man, this just looks like a movie. Wasn't... Wasn't this Dalek the one that's fully automated too? There's no person in it, right? Yeah, they're uh, remote controlled. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so they were able to get in like a bunch of LEDs and electronics inside to make it fucking yeah. cool. Oh, speaking of lights, I in the oh, what is that place? Uh, the cloning shop, if you will. Um, where they were talking with Leo who had the Dalek on his back and like, I was, Oh, his so... name's Leo Jill. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, show that I'm like, I didn't bother learning his name. Terry's like Leo. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but they just, uh, the dialogue between everyone, I was so enraptured by that. And then Yaz goes like, doctor, the lights have changed. And I looked and like, shit, they are a different color. Like, I was so surprised. Yeah, like, I didn't even cool. see the transition of it. And it, like, that, like, I hate when lines come out like that of just like, oh, my God, look at this obvious thing that happened. But it was <laughs> done so well and so smoothly that it was really shocking. And I loved that moment. How long before the doctor figured it out did all of you realize it was UV lights? When they like, said, perhaps. it's UV lights. <laughs> <Yep>. Really? <laughs> Why, what would make you just I, straight think that? It was yeah, orange. I'm, Why would I think it's a UV light? Okay. I'm, with, I'm with Sam on this one. Like, what? There's no oh. reason to connect that to the one time the Dalek put its body together. Because they don't yeah. explain in that that it's because of UV lights. But the also the other thing is is when they were walking in the district, they said it's 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 like plant growery things. And like hydroponics and uv lights are for plants and like that's what i thought of when when they were going into this building i don't know why but yeah yeah that makes sense now speaking of the jail speak of it i love seeing everybody in prison um also the knock on the wall i totally thought it was gonna be river which would have been great she's going to come back 
Well, now that oh, Captain yeah. Jack is uh, like persona non grata, one like if there was a plan for him to be in next season, that could very well just be replaced by River. Hell Give yeah. Captain Jack regenerative powers. <laughs> just have a different actor do it. Yeah. Uh, bring oh. back Jenny. Bring back the doctor's daughter. Jenny. And Jenny. I loved the escape plan from the prison. It was beautiful. What plan? Also, <laughs> what, well, the escape ball, the breakout ball yeah, or whatever you guys shit on it. It, it was cool. That was What fun. was not cool was how slow they were running down the hallway. <laughs> I <laughs> like, liked the ball. He's also, 50 years old. What do you want him to do? The way he ran. Did you see his hands? What's he doing? Jody's run was also terrible. They were obviously like decent. They were just terribly running. Well, they're they're doing like a camera tracking shot, so they have to run towards the camera that's moving backwards on a track. And the the hallway is only so long, but they have nine lines of dialogue they have to say, (laughs) so they have to run slow, but you (laughs) know, but make it look like they're running fast by doing weird shit with their hands. It was all bad, but fine. In Talladega Nights, where he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That was Jack. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And one more thing about the prison before we move on from this very long prison talk, since we've been having it since the beginning, because we still haven't moved on. Great 30 minutes of talking (laughs) about the prison. I like how the first time I asked if anyone has anything to say about the prison, Jill clearly wasn't listening. Sorry, she had we were cleaning so dog So much vomit. to say. No, so Jill and I were actually not at the mic or even in our ears when you said "okay stuff," and then uh, we. Am- I think it was. I think you had said like "okay" about the prison. Like we were still. Yeah, it it was a long cleaning. dog vomit cleanup. Yeah. So I would have. Ne- they're never short. Yep. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. I want to complain, big surprise, <laughs> about the fam. So, like, this whole, for a whole year, we knew the doctor, like, from our point of view, me and Alex, we knew that the doctor was in this jail, and we were super excited about it being, like, a significant part of the story. And I was a little bummed at, like, how easily they just removed that that uh, hurdle. There's like, oh, Jack teleported in and saved her. Yeah. But, uh, I like... One of my big problems with the story is that the fam doesn't do shit again. And this is... Uh, when we get to tweets later, you'll see some people saying that this is a 60-minute story stretched into 75 minutes. Do you know what you could do with that extra 15 minutes? Make Jack go to the fam and have them come up with a plan together to go into the jail and break out the doctor. That way, everyone gets to do something. The jail escape is actually fun. And you don't have to cram... Or, you know, stretch out the remainder of the story. Jake, I don't know if you realize this, but the fam doesn't do anything. They're just (laughs) there. I realize it all too well. (laughs) But but then on the other flip flip side of that, this is Ryan's best episode ever. And he leaves. (laughs) So now we don't get him anymore. I was going to say, Ryan did shit in this episode. He just left. That's all he did. But it was like the most like person that he's ever been like he's either comic relief or sit on the floor chat boy in this one he actually like has agency his chat with the doctor isn't just like flirting with a girl on the floor even though they are sitting yeah even though they are sitting on the floor it's like a legit talk where he like puts the doctor in her place sometimes is like no no that's bullshit that's not like this is how it is 
and it's and then you're saying like um like you you need to go figure this shit out with your planet like you know we'll solve this problem and then now you know what's next and it was just for Tosin Cole the actor I think it was his best performance Ryan's talk with the doctor was so good yeah I love that Cody you haven't said anything in half an hour it's been less than half an hour and I was gonna say Ryan did the stair talky thing and then you said Ryan did the stair talky thing so you kind of left me high and dry on that one sorry man Hey, man, I'll take the next one. No problem. Okay, here's one for you. Um, In Spyfall Part 1, the Doctor makes a big deal out of the fact that the Kasavin can get into the TARDIS. And then he spends the rest of the season just letting anyone get into the TARDIS. Like, the the dude from Can You Hear Me, the Jadoon teleport into the TARDIS and take the Doctor... And Captain Jack vortex manipulators into the TARDIS twice. There are no rules. It's a new TARDIS, man. Everybody's <laughs> welcome. The well, doors the are open. Lies. It's not deadlocked. It's not double deadlocked. Oh. See? Go check the deadbolt on the TARDIS. Both of them. <laughs> um, speaking of it's a new TARDIS, can we just have the other TARDIS? Yes. yes, the other yeah. one was so cool. The ten times better. They that was a perfect opportunity for them. Right. They could have been like, "Fuck this one." Just crunch the old like this other TARDIS has to be a tenth the cost to build as the monstrosity that they've made, and it's a hundred times better. So I gotta <laughs> confirm something for Sam here: is the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men thing just like the big orange arms? Yes. Yeah. They look like fingers going up and pulsing up and down. You're correct, Sam. Okay. That we finally, it took all two seasons, but we got it figured out. Wait, what was the question? Don't worry about it. Listen <laughs> to Married like to Who podcast. Wacky, inflatable, oh, two man, saying, man arm things. I just... You're saying the, the, the TARDIS pillars look like wacky, inflatable, arm floating two men? I said that. Okay. Okay. Way early on, and they still do. They don't, like, gyrate as much anymore. Well, you never see it. They did early on. <laughs> you know why you don't see it? Because it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. The only cool thing about that TARDIS was, like, the old school dial. I like the uh, console of that TARDIS. I think it's yeah. neat. Console yeah. Console is really nice. But, and I'm sure it looks great in person. And I was actually just listening or watching an uh, interview with Moffat. And they were asking him about the iPod Daleks and why they didn't work. And he was saying, like, it was totally his fault. Like, it's he was, like, focused too much on other stuff and wasn't paying attention. And But he said, like, in person, they look amazing. Like, the people who created them are super talented. But on camera, they don't work. And that's something people don't understand when they're building certain kinds of sets is that it might look really cool in person, but we have to put it on camera and see what it looks like. I feel like the TARDIS council is like, you normally see things on TV and they're so grand. And then you like can go visit the set and you're like, Oh, this is like plastic and like, yeah. Oh yeah. Fake. I feel like you would see this TARDIS set. It would be the exact same. So it's magical. Looks like garbage on TV, looks like garbage in person. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have... I loved a lot of things about this story. 
Yep. Like so, but the complaints are always stick out the most, right? Like you can They're just brush over all the things you like. So I'm trying not to make a list. So my first complaint, open to feedback, remind me that I have more, is the doctor like starts the story and like at least gets halfway through the story and ha- is having an identity crisis. Can shift on. And then it just goes away. Well, there's a threat to just... humanity. Like you gotta compartmentalize. Yeah, that's fine, but... But also Ryan a, talked to her and was yeah, like, you're going to figure whole, it out, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to solve shit. Ryan being <laughs> like, you're fine. And then her being like, yeah, cool, let's go save the world. It could have been so much more. Like, there could have been one-liners. Yeah. There could have been more. Like, they, they built depth to it early on, and then the resolve was not deep at all. The defense I'll give to the show is that it's a holiday special, so you don't want to put in too much of the like arc of the yeah. of the seasons because then, then why do that at all like don't to, give me a to teaser give the doctor you give personality you give, you give a little uh, for those for the we and then you you know you set up that that's what next season will be about no i hated it <laughs> it was dumb have it or I, I don't mean, yeah. commit well, or you, don't you had the resolve in that when the doctor's like i'm the one that defeats the do- or the Daleks, I'm the doctor. Like, that was kind of the resolution. Like, not resolution, yeah. but, like, her reaffirming herself that she is the doctor. I don't, like, I just, I liked the emotion and the, like, coming out of prison, being like, I had forever to think about who I am or who I'm not. That's a good point. That prison stuff, there was a lot and there. Then and just then like, it was just, like, poof, yeah. gone. Okay, uh, second complaint about the story is the stupid easy resolve of everything. I loved it. I love the Daleks fighting each other. I loved the chameleon TARDIS, but it was too easy. The whole resolve of everything was <laughs> yeah, just that's so Doctor easy. Who. That's I mean that's yeah. Star Trek. That's everything. It it always wraps it up real fast at the yeah. end. I mean season yeah. two ends with the Doctor flipping a switch so every Dalek and Cyberman in the world gets sucked into a tiny little hole. Which was baller, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Jill did say in that scene, she's like, the doctor's a badass as all these Daleks are flying into <laughs> oh, the front door. That shot oh, of the TARDIS floating and all the Daleks flying around is fucking awesome. Yeah. It is. I, I was totally thought, like, why the fuck is she letting them into the TARDIS? And I totally forgot there was a second TARDIS this whole time. You got got. I you did. Got got. I did. Why not destroy the other TARDIS? <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, and the shot of the TARDIS like crumpling and the Daleks yeah. inside crumpling. That was Ooh, cool. Oh yeah. That was great. I also, while we're on shots, the the Dalek spaceship hovering over the city and then just like thousands of Daleks pouring out of it, that was really cool. Yeah, when the when they had that lady stand up in the street and like it pans around and you see this ginormous ship just coming in. Oh, that was so cool. I yeah, think the CG here was probably the best ever in Doctor Who. Like the so textures good. on the Daleks, the textures on the ship, but basically the textures on everything that was computer generated was fucking outstanding. Mm-hmm. You got ray tracing in Doctor Who now. <laughs> My last note is Yaz continues her journey to becoming the best villain that Doctor Who has ever had. Breaking Yaz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was kind of unhinged in this one. Like, in the beginning, she was 
kind of crazed that the doctor wasn't around and then and then like obsessed wouldn't leave her at the end yeah this is crazy and maybe maybe they're setting up like the finale will be graham shows up and he talks her down maybe (laughs) graham does have those good talks though (laughs) well after seeing this episode again i also wrote down ryan better show up for jody whittaker's last episode oh yeah oh for sure that has to happen and graham they both have to come back especially if they got psychic papers and are solving things around the world hell yeah is there gonna (laughs) be a spinoff the ryan and graham show Tosin Cole is cast in an American show, and um, the dude who plays Graham, I'm blanking right now, he's the busiest man in show business. He hosts 100 things. O'Brien. <laughs> Something. What is his name? What did you guys think of, you know, the way the fam split up? Or just like the, the numbers of it, the fact that Yaz stayed and the other two left. I loved it. I when I was watching it today, I was thinking it's like, oh, the reason they didn't let Yaz do anything is because they're gonna give her everything in the next season. It's gonna be two chicks just romp her on the galaxy. It's gonna be girl power. Tardis girl I, power. Two I can't girls decide. and uh Oh no. Wait, what no. was stop it? What was stop the name of time. two girls Wyoming, that's what it was. So when Alex and I were doing our podcast about this we were trying to figure out how long it would take before they announced another companion. And we thought it would be like in the summertime around Comic-Con. And what we didn't know was we turned the episode off too early. And what I just posted in Discord is what they put at the end of the credits. Ooh, so there's new another companion. Are we going to watch this all together? Yeah, hit play. I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> yes. What a John dude. Bishop? Look at that smile. He's a, he's a fucking they man. Got another silver fox. John Bishop <laughs> is a comedian who's done a little bit of acting. And he's been going around doing a lot of um appearances and talking about Doctor Who a lot. So he's he's been good publicity for the show. He's older boy. Oh damn. Older boy and young Yaz. <laughs> so the answer to mine and Alex's question about how long it would take them to announce a new companion was two seconds because <laughs> we didn't even make it to the end of the credits. And it's a guy. I was kinda hoping that it'd be a girl crew for a little bit. I was hoping it'd be just the Doctor and Yaz for a while. Yeah. So I wonder what happens to Yaz. Or um, if she just kills that guy, guy who we just saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's back to just the doctor and Yaz. I like it. Write it. Put it <laughs> on my table by Monday. So what do you what do you guys think the next season is going to be about? Like what's what's the arc? What are we what are we doing? Probably. Oh doctor man, who... I thought we'd stop this. We don't know, man. The podcast? Nobody knows. (laughs) No, not the podcast. It's going to be about guessing the next episode. The final confrontation with the Master and resolving the shit. Oh, the Gallifrey Gallifrey deal. 
She's well, definitely having an identity crisis yeah. again. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be what Ryan said. Figure this out and then go figure out who you are. Ryan and so Graham will I make a guest appearance for sure. Then Yaz is gonna figure out who she is. You guys want to do some tweets? We're getting long yeah. in the tooth here. Alex, for old times' sake, give me a Twitter theme song. My my plans of like sprinkling tweets throughout the podcast just never came to be. No. Um, Kimberly at Kim's with a Z. A Y. Oh wait, a Z. hold on. Oh please. I don't have my phone out yet to play games. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. What? Jesus. <laughs> I tweeted that. I, I tweeted out, uh, send us your tweets and I'll read them while Jill plays on her phone. <laughs> I'm ready now. But then um, Matt, uh, the other time on the space, said, just get a sound bite of her saying, wow, what a great tweet. And then we can just keep putting it in after every tweet. <laughs> so, Jill, if you could give <laughs> us just one clean one. Hold on. Does it have to be excited or dry? Oh, no, we're, because going, we're going for real. We are excited. Oh, because I was going to say, mine would definitely be dry. I don't want sarcasm. (laughs) Wow, what a great tweet. Oh, perfect. Nice. (laughs) Nailed it. First 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 try. (laughs) All right, so Kim's says, I know you don't usually take questions, but I want to know how many marrieds are relieved they've now reached the end of all the current episodes. Wow, what a great tweet. <laughs> that, that wasn't even the that wasn't even the recording. That was live again. No, I got a soundboard. Oh, uh, and how many of you wish you had never started in the first place? Cody. Definitely Cody. <laughs> definitely. To me. be honest, I never thought I would say this, but I'm a little bit sad to be cut up. Oh wow. But, I thought you would be in the camp of wish you never started. <laughs> but I, okay, so I think it's Twitter. Like, I like Twitter. I like creeping on Twitter. I just don't feel like I ever have anything to contribute because it's people that either know a lot about Doctor Who or have watched a lot of, like, repeated the episode and, like, picked up more and I don't pick up things very well in the first watch, as you guys can tell, because you've listened to us. <laughs> so I'm excited to be on, like, the same playing field as everyone else. Um, and be able to be a part of that a little bit, probably from the background or the sidelines, like not super active, but be a part of like the new things that are coming out. But it's going to be real weird to not podcast every week. Uh, spoiler oh. alert for what we're going to talk about in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Follow up question. Do you think, like, if you're on Twitter and you see someone referencing something, do you think you'll ever be like, oh, man, I should watch that and, like, go rewatch some older Doctor Who stuff? Like, old, old, or, like, No, like, stuff you've seen, old. like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like some David Tennant stuff, like, or if you're just, like, chilling at home, be like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Tooth and Claw. Yeah, I think, no, like, I'm excited, I'm excited to casually watch, like, to not, it's not a pressure watch, it's not like a, there's an assignment or a schedule or whatever. But to just be like able to listen to somebody else's podcast or, you know, like go watch the episode before and go listen to it or opposite. Cody and Sam, same question. I'm like caught up on this. I'm caught up on neither the time nor the spaces podcast. And now like my content of Doctor Who has come to an end besides weekly. I can't binge (laughs) as much as I want to. And it's weird. (laughs) 
do you think you'll ever go back and watch some? Yeah, I do. Someday. Cody? I probably wouldn't go back and watch some. I think it's probably just one all the way through for me, dude. Do you ever rewatch anything? I... Except for when Sam makes you watch The Office? Uh, only animes. This is the only thing I've ever rewatched. One Piece is unconstant. He only watches Twitch, so no. Yeah, I do watch a lot of Twitch. Like he doesn't watch anything but Twitch and streamers, and they play. Does it count? Does it count if they play the exact same game every single day? Is that (laughs) rewatching something? Because that's what feels like in my life. If we weren't doing a podcast, but I had made you watch the show in the style we've watched it you know, one a week for two and a half years would like with the, let's say the new season starts this fall. Would you watch it on your own? If we'd already watched everything up to this point. Yeah. Like let's say right now we just stopped forever when the new season came out. If I tweeted you guys or texted you guys like, Oh, Hey, Dr. Who premieres tonight. Would you watch it? Or, you know, maybe, maybe wait till they were all, Yes, out that and option. Binge them. I mean, Cody would probably wait till they're all out and binge them all in a day. <laughs> I like binge watching better. Big fan. That option. That's when you got that binge feel. Fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably watch one episode at a time when it comes out. I know when the new season comes out, I'll certainly watch it. I would for sure watch it because if you don't know me, I have this thing. If I start it, and even if it's terrible, I have to finish it. Which is what's I'm happening up on with Anatomy always manifest yeah, I was just right gonna now. say that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh. I never got into that. I guess I'm so good at stopping shows. I'm I am the best at stopping shows, Jake. I challenge <laughs> thee. <laughs> I stop watching shows I like. <laughs> oh, no. I, I see that, and I raise you Westworld. Oh my God, that's oh, true. We cannot same. finish Westworld. I see same. that, and I raise you The Crown. Same. Okay, that's fair too. We never finished. Okay, this happens when I try and watch a show with Cody because it's all the time. No, you have to wait to watch it with me. We have to watch it together. We have to do this. And then I ask him for like four months straight. No, not tonight. No, not tonight. And then I just don't want to do it anymore. That's Alex with me. It's Absolutely. awful. I'm a bingey boy. I'm. Yeah, a, I don't want to watch for one. And you want you binge it for like three seasons, and then there's a season left, and you will not watch it. I only binge everything I do. It's just not on the binge plate right now. I've watched the first season of both The Crown and Westworld twice, and then started the second season. It was just like I'm. I'm good. <laughs> like, I just can't finish either of them. <laughs> the second season's good. The third season's like, kind of... I want uh, I want to get to Olivia Coleman and I want to get to the Princess Die stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. Westworld season like, first... three is complete trash. Yeah. Trash. I've watched the first four episodes of Umbrella Academy and don't have any interest in doing that anymore. Ooh, I did that too. That's actually a good one. Just, just, just keep I know going. it's good. I... That's what I'm saying. I like it, okay. and I just don't watch it. You want to hear something? I tried to get Cody to watch Umbrella Academy. He's like, no, that's dumb. No, that's dumb. He watches it with Terry. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> I have asked. I live with him, and I have asked him to watch it with me so many times. There's a second season. Yeah, and guess what happened? 
Cody watched it before I was home. Oh, no. <laughs> Without me. Have you not seen the second season? Oh, I watched it by myself now because you're a jerk. Oh. <laughs> jerk. That's I mean, a good reason. Everybody got what they wanted. I, why am I a jerk? Chris at This Emo Trash says, made the Daleks a threat again whilst also getting in some good old politics. I reckon this isn't the last we'll see of either Jack's... Uh, or I reckon this won't be the last we'll see of Jack. Bearman will definitely be back one day. I don't think that's true. Maybe in a few more years' time when all the heat has died down. And Robertson will probably get one more story. I do think that is true. When he's finally the president and then he dies or has a redemption arc or something. I don't know if you can give a redemption arc to someone who murdered a truck driver to get a Dalek show. Okay, I feel real bad now that we didn't talk about that part of the story at all, so thank you. I did, like the... but you were cleaning up puke. Oh, okay, well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, it's great to see the old monsters back and the Doctor actually giving up for once, but I also feel like there is so much more potential. Seems they rushed to get her back to Earth with Jack and the fam. I was intrigued how they'd handled Graham and Ryan leaving since there hasn't been much motivation so far, but it was done well. They both lived for ten months without the Doctor and didn't get killed. Ryan made up his mind before she even showed back up, and he isn't afraid to show it. Him and Graham were always going to be a package deal, so I'm sad to see Graham leave. Yeah, staying makes total sense, although I'm still disappointed we aren't getting an all-female TARDIS for next series. Same. Overall, probably one of the best Chibnall penned episodes to date, as well as one of the best in his run. Hope the Marrieds enjoyed, and I'm excited to see... Excited to see what comes now that there's no new episodes. Yeah. What are we doing, Jake? We'll get to that later. <laughs> James Courtney at Mr. J. Courtney says, It is the end, but the moment has been prepared for. That's a reference to the fourth Doctor regenerating. You guys, maybe we'll watch it one day. Will we? Probably I, not. I, Only I know, there us. seems to be no end to what I'm able to make you guys do. It's <laughs> not <laughs> untrue. You guys are huge pushovers. Well, wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that also a reference to uh, Matt Smith 50th? Like, he nope. is in possession of the moment? No, but I like where your head's at. Oh, all right. Let's see, I'll pick up where we left last time with the lack of agency that this Doctor frequently has. So how is the Doctor all alone going to escape from prison? Oh, Captain Jack breaks her out. Could the Doctor not have done something proactive? Uh, there's some nice stuff with the fam on Earth, although poor Yaz will never become a police officer like that. They they stopped referring to the fact that she's a police officer after the premiere of the season, so they don't give a shit. Uh, to be honest, it would have been nice to see the fam have done more investigating before the Doctor shows up. Hey, I said that. Uh, would give Graham and Ryan some more bull up to their exit. The episode does try to do some interesting things with the Daleks, but I can't help but think that with some different choices, it could have made it more powerful and also simplified the story. I think that's kind of where you were going, Jill. For example, Robertson is back and is scheming with a UK politician, where it could have been simpler to just make Robertson the president, something that's already established, and the episode was due to go out in the same month as the inauguration. Uh, this would also increase the police Dalek's satirical relevance, since American police are already far more militarized than UK ones. Suck it, Cody. Uh, to be honest, the satire <laughs> doesn't work I for me. I will suck it. As it is, precisely because our police are rarely anything like that. Talking to satire that doesn't work, the Prime Minister character, she's clearly satirizing um, the at-time filming of P.M. Theresa May. That was probably a typo. 
Uh, but in the meantime, which was well over a year, we changed PMs. And oh, at time of filming, Theresa May was the PM. But in the over a year before it aired, the PM changed and ended with someone completely removed from her character. So it felt dated. Captain Jack is back and is used a bit better than the previous time, which isn't hard. Uh, he does have some nice character scenes with Yaz, and he's also stuck with a lot of recycled dialogue references. Uh, and did you know he's immortal? <laughs> there, there's your one there, Jill. Uh, <laughs> he's, he said that so many times he did it never comes up as a plot point. Yeah, why couldn't Jack have died? <laughs> they do it in all of his stories. I never even thought of that. They never That's kill Jack. That's a good point. Um, as the most likely last episode, episode for Jack, it wasn't bad. Uh, talking to Yas and Jack, we get basically the same scene in the Osaka factory twice. Once when the scientist goes and once with Yaz and Jack. Uh, one of those should have been cut. It would have made room for a proper exit scene for Jack and not the weird 80 yard thing that we got. It was nice to once again have companions leave on their own terms, even if they could have built it up a bit better. Truthfully though, was it worth for them to stick around until now? They don't really change at all in series 12, so what was the point? Poor Yaz. So... To end at the beginning, I think the story is all right. I just think at every point in the story's development, they missed opportunities to make it stronger. One day I'm going to make a 60-minute edit of this story. It really needs it. What would you think of that tweet, Jill? Lots of super good points. I mean, <laughs> wow, that was a great tweet. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> um, talking about Jack was... At that part where he's like, I'm immortal, and the ship explodes, do you see him after that? No, you just hear... Oh, you must do. Yeah. Because he no, shows up see... on the TARDIS with, uh, yeah. with the oh, boys. Oh, he does. Because I was going to say, that could just be there out and be like, mm, guess he was an immortal. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it Done. isn't because everyone else is alive. If you guys would watch Torchwood, you would know that him exploding does not kill him. Spoilers. Maybe there's like a set number of explosions he can handle. <laughs> questions. He's like a cat. <laughs> right. Sam, questions? I suppose. Yay. Thank Terry. you. Um, <laughs> am I correct in thinking that Jack turns into no. the face of Bo? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. Because maybe the next time we see him, he's in that transition mode and he's like partially <laughs> large. Head. He's like a neck and shoulders. <laughs> so he's like his legs are real short, but his head's yeah, real yeah, big, yeah. and he has a bunch of eyeballs coming out mm-hmm, of his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is another reason they didn't have to dye his hair. Like, just let his hair be silver, and just say it's been a million years. Fuck. <laughs> that was pre-silver hair is in. Definitely when they recorded it. No. You think if silver hair? Different- wasn't in John Barrowman would have silver hair. It's in now. I feel like silver hair's been in for like like at least five years, right? Like twenty five years. Nuh-uh. Come on, Jill. You've been it's li- been like a year and a half. Been no. working in a in a I almost said you've been working in a funeral home too long. You've been working <laughs> in an old folks home too long. <laughs> I dye all the dead people's hair. R.I.P. those grannies. But really, I think it's only been, like, since COVID. No. Okay. All right. Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie says, I really like this story. It's not as monumental as the Timeless Children, but it's still really good. Uh, Seeing the fam. Oh, fam. Autocorrected to fem. That's (laughs) fun. 
we know what you're into ollie um seeing the fan by themselves works really well and you can see the effect spending that long away from the doctor has had on them and the way they've dealt with the doctor's absence really foreshadows the ending of the story with yaz still clinging to finding a way to get back and graham and ryan moving on with their lives instead of waiting around the scenes of 13 in the prison are incredible. Jody really shows the Doctor's struggle and loneliness in the scenes of her naming both the monsters and talking to the cameras. And it really shows the effect that her imprisonments had on her. While most fans had guessed Jack would be coming back even before he was announced, I really like his appearance in this story. Uh, and the interactions between 13, he, he puts in parentheses, trying to separate actor from character for the moment. And the interactions between 13 and Jack are brilliant. The banter between them seems so reminiscent of Jack's relationship with 9 and 10. And the scene he has with Yaz works so well in showing their retrospective relationships with the Doctor. That's supposed to be respective, not retrospective. Uh, with the Doctor and how it affects them, getting to see a deeper side of Jack is always good too. So I enjoyed the depth of his conversation with her. Having Robertson return was unexpected, but I think he works well even better than his first appearance. He gets more humanity in his interactions with Leo, and while he does get character development, you're not at all surprised when he betrays both the Doctor and probably the whole planet to the Daleks. And the fact he escapes any consequences really tees up the idea of a third and possible final encounter, which I find an exciting idea. The Dalek Civil War idea has been done before, but I think it works really well here, gives it a new twist, and isn't just relying on references to Classic Who, which it could have done easily. And the idea of a specialist squad of Daleks is clever. Makes me wonder why it hasn't been done before. Like, we haven't had a, uh, like, other than the Scout, like, it's just been Daleks and then Scout Daleks. We've never heard the term Death Squad Daleks before. Right. That's, it's so cool. It's so badass. They used to do that <laughs> a lot in the 80s, just make up random different kinds of Daleks, just so you can get that toy. Like, oh, here's a new Dalek toy, because we had to, we gave one weird Dalek a name and made its head bigger. Gotcha. Uh, the final scene is perhaps less emotional than previous companion exits. However, I think it works really well for the characters. And you get to see Jody show the Doctor's range of emotions when Graham and Ryan leave. It's nice to see that Yaz has the role of reassuring the Doctor and giving Graham and Ryan an open-ended exit with them heading off to their adventures works well. It's nice to have a more peaceful resolution to the story compared to previous companion exits. We didn't talk about the, the Doctor... Like, she looked devastated. Once they walked out of the TARDIS, she, like, she immediately went to, well, I could change the time. I could I could do this. Like, we could just do this. And yeah. Yaz is like, no, nah, you just need to be sad. Yeah. And, it's oh, okay so to good. be sad. So good. I think it's because she lost Graham. <laughs> yeah, she's like, see you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame her? Curious what your reactions would be to the tease of the new companion, and given that it got mi mixed feedback in the fandom, he, it means absolutely nothing to any of us. We don't know who John Bishop is, so, like, I've seen him in interviews and stuff, and I think he's cool, but, like, we literally know nothing about him, so no reaction. He looks like a sexy, uh, not, like, el he's not elder, but, like, Silver Fox. Yeah. Dude's got swag. You can tell. Right on his face. Yeah, wouldn't that just <laughs> totally. be a switch if it turned out he's, like, the new bad guy right away well and yes. he has he has like a crazy thick accent that um i don't i don't know the regions but he's got an accent from that region and i saw him in an interview and he he's saying that like bbc got mad at him because he let slip that his character is like from a you know x region of the uk and they're like you're not supposed to say that and he goes 
every character I play is from there. This is the only sa- the voice I can make. <laughs> like I can't do accents. Like every character <laughs> I ever play has to be from where I'm from. That's hilarious. As Jake said in your haunting episode, I might not like his plans. I'm both scared and excited for what's going to come next for you. Thank you all for all this so far. It's been incredible. And you are all too. And I can't wait to see what comes. Aw, thank Aww, you. Man. Thanks, yeah. that's nice. Wow, that's a great tweet. <laughs> that was a great tweet, Jill. What a great tweet. That's a, that's a tweet that's great. And Mrs. J sent us the babe gif that just says, that'll do, pig. <laughs> She's putting us out of our misery. <laughs> You're going to us the double... babe. Going to give us the double barrel treatment. We've definitely talked about this before, and babe definitely dies. Yeah, but he doesn't get shot by the... Ma- There's a babe, too. <laughs> yeah, but is there a babe it's not three? not babe. Yeah, it's pig in the city. It's like babe 2.0, <laughs> though. Babe's dead. Babe, <laughs> <laughs> falls asleep to it every night. I have never seen a babe movie, but people fucking love those movies. Oh, shit. <laughs> Babe I two, have pig never in the seen city. a Bay movie more than three million times. Unlike the lot of you, my brain is only full of pop culture references and no, like, skills. So all I do is remember <laughs> who wrote episodes of Doctor Who and what Babe 2's subtitle is. Alex, give me that fun facts theme song. Fun facts, fun, fun facts, fun facts! Um, I only have one. This is the first episode to be released in 4K, or to be broadcast in 4K. It didn't broadcast on BBC in 4K, because they don't have that ability, but it was released on iPlayer about 10 minutes earlier in 4K. Twice Upon a Time, Capaldi's last episode, was eventually released on 4K in Blu-ray, but this is the first episode broadcast in 4K. Fun! Maybe, like, so the episode that we watched for Capaldi, was that the 4K version, do you know? I do not know. No. Because maybe that's why the CG all looked so fucking baller. We don't have 4K (laughs) devices. True. I don't have a 4K device. (laughs) Wait, no, my monitor's 4K. Anyway. Is my Surface? Uh, And Maybe? I got my parents a 4K apple tv and even though their tv isn't 4k it does make things look better yeah like it does still up res shit it, it upscales don't it a little bit don't tell cody that we don't need another new tv cody we, get a 4k uh, tv we we have a 4k tv yeah you oh. have one don't you oh shut up yeah. sam probably I, <laughs> yeah, sam, <laughs> I already fought this battle <laughs> he already snuck it in the door. Well, he wanted to buy one about seven years ago when they first came out. So, so like about when you got your TV? <laughs> no, we just bought this one last year, I think. Oh yeah, they're yeah, cheap. Now. That yeah. one. Alex, give me that MVP theme song. Get a shift on. John Berman. Alex, who's your MVP? Oh, fuck. Uh, I, um, 
always takes them by surprise. A <laughs> hundred and ninety-three episodes in. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give it to Chris Chibnall because I like the story. I liked like how it was kind of tied together. I th- I think it was great. Jill. Hmm. I was also going to say Chris Chibnall, but I don't think he deserves two in a row. He's not that MVP. <laughs> I might... Damn. Uh, this might be a first for me, maybe. I think I'm going with Jody. Oh, shit. Like, she had a pretty solid performance in this episode. Yeah, Jody. Cody? It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. Since I've given it to them. <laughs> Every time. But... Is it still it. the mill that does CGI? No. Oh, damn. Uh, who does it now? Because they're MVP. Well, All the CGI was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'll continue looking up. Sam? Toast and Cole. Terry? John Barrowman. Oh, Johnny boy. It's Danny boy. (laughs) Hey, it's a remix. (laughs) I am going with Mr. Big, Chris Noth. Best part of the episode. Can't wait till they bring him back. Special effects are by DNEG and or visual effects. And then special effects are by real SFX. Nice. Cool. <laughs> okay, no game this week. What? I was going to be fucked. Uh, but we do want to talk about the future of the podcast real quick. And by we, I mean me. Uh, we're going to stop for a while. Um, when the show comes back, we will come back and talk about the new episodes. In And then after that, we'll kind of decide what we're going to do going forward. Me and Alex will keep doing Brothers. Those will probably come out a little more often than they have been. And try to get some guests on here and there. Maybe some of the marrieds. We can rope them into coming on once in a while. Uh, we you do want to say try. some... <laughs> <laughs> we do want to say some thank yous to people that made the podcast particularly enjoyable to do our Twitter friends uh, that tweet with us every week. People like James Courtney, Frank, Chris, Ollie, and a whole bunch more. Uh, we also want to thank our podcast friends that spread the love and share each other's podcasts. It's nice to see them interact with each other. Ollie and Lily from companion piece, the boys at neither time nor the space. Uh, we react podcast, etc. So many more. Um, we also want to thank the people from like the early days that really interacted with us first. People like Janelle, Rob, Skiz. Uh, there are a bunch of others. Just want to say thank you to all of them. And lastly, the most important thank you, our very first person that ever interacted with, with us, Mrs. J. She really Mrs. J. <laughs> introduced us to a lot of people online that we got to interact with over the years. And that was super awesome. So thank you so much, Mrs. J, and to everybody 
and we will be back before you know it. Or to will talk we? About, <laughs> Hell <laughs> to yeah! Talk about series thirteen. Alex, give me that paper crumpet theme song. This bit Meridu. If you want to listen to us, you can do so on our website, Meridu.com, Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that, Meridu Pod, or on Instagram, Meridu. You can email us, Meridu at gmail.com, if you just want to say hi. Uh, on behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening to the last almost three years, and we will see you soon. Sing it with me. So bad. Ha, ha, ha.